0: Hey, you're listening to Cut for Time, a podcast from Faith Church located on the north side of Indianapolis. My name is Claire Kingsley, and each week I'll sit down with one of our preaching pastors to discuss their Sunday sermon. Cut for Time is a look behind the scenes of sermon prep, and they will share some things with us that we did not hear in the sermon. The goal of the podcast is to ask things like, why did our church need to hear this message on Sunday? Or, why did you personally need to preach this message? The pastors will also share some practical next steps. We're glad you're here listening. Here's my conversation with Bob Blonick. Hey, Bob. Welcome to your first episode of Cut for Time.
1: Hi. How are you doing?
0: Good. Um, Thanks for being willing to do this with us and um, extend your service to Faith Church just a little bit more and give us a little bit more of your time. And so um, on Sunday, you preached from James chapter 5, verses 7 through 12 on being patient. This is the second to last sermon in our James sermon series. So why don't you give us just a little bit of a flyover from your sermon on Sunday?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's continuing on in uh, James's themes about uh, them suffering, facing trials with joy. Nathan last week preached about the rich uh, causing the poor to suffer. And then he turns to this and basically tells them that the key uh, that they have to understand when they're facing trials and suffering is to be patient. He uses that word four times in our six verses, so it's an important word. So we just tried to look at what it means to be patient, uh, kind of looked at how there's two ways we learn from the passage to, uh, to develop patience. One is to look to the future, uh, Christ's coming, and also we used the illustration of a farmer mm-hmm. waiting for his crops. And then we looked at, the second was looking towards the past, Uh, for trust, learning to trust God from the past. And we looked at the prophets and uh, Job. I zeroed in on Jeremiah and Job. And then we kind of looked at two negative responses we have when we get impatient, that is grumbling and complaining, and the other is being double-minded or not being a person of integrity. So kind of the big idea that I tried to come across and share was that when I'm impatient, I'm really questioning God's wisdom. I'm really questioning his plans, his sovereignty, his control. I think my way is better. And uh, so we just kind of kind of argue with God and say, why are you doing it this way? Why are you taking so long? It's like uh, I mentioned in the passage that we get the word patient as a, uh, like a doctor-patient relationship that we need to turn our life over to a doctor to let him treat us or her treat us and so we need to do that uh, with God we need to be a patient 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 how's that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, turn our control over to God so that's kind of a flyover what I tried to share yesterday
0: okay thank you thanks so much is there anything that you needed to cut out or leave from your sermon because you ran out of time
1: well, you know, when I used to preach uh, on a regular basis, I preached 45-minute sermons, 40 to 45-minute sermons, so it was it was fun to cut it down to 25 to 30 minutes. Uh, really, no, not too much, because uh, I only had uh, those verses. There weren't that many verses. I would say if I had more time, I probably would have gone to verse 9 a little bit and explained a little bit what it means that the judge is standing right at the door and what does that mean that when we're grumbling, we're going to be judged for that? And I probably also would have highlighted a little bit more verse 11 when God says we're blessed uh, because he is compassionate and merciful. I probably would have added a little bit more there. Uh, okay. But uh, yeah, with communion Sunday and everything else going on, I, I really tried to stick to 25 to 30 minutes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Um So I have a question for you. Have you been tracking with us throughout the whole James series as Mm -hmm. you've been studying? Okay. Um, What's your takeaway as a congregational member? What will you remember from our study in the book of James? What has God taught you?
1: Well, I just, um, I I love the book of James. I preached through it a couple of times. In fact, I taught the book of James in one of our Sunday morning classes at Faith, Uh, with Nick Carter a number of years ago. Uh, I just love the practicality of James. Uh, I did, having grown up in the church as a businessman, uh, before I went to seminary uh, late in life, uh, a lot of times I would go to church and I would hear great messages that would teach me a lot of theology and fill up my mind, but they weren't they didn't give me the practical side of how I was to apply that Monday through Saturday at my office. And so that's what I appreciate about James is a very practical book, uh, really how we can uh, learn to live the Christian life. And that's why I, I, I try to always be a big application preacher. That's why I really go for at the end is giving people specific ways they can do that. So probably the thing that I I always wrestle with the most with with James's teaching is just the being a doer of the word and not just a hearer of the word. I think it's very easy for for us as believers, especially in a church like ours, it's very discipleship oriented, very theologically oriented, We can concentrate a lot on the mind and fill up our mind, but it's putting that into action on a daily basis is important. That's what I love about James.
0: Sure. Thank you. And hey, you just mentioned um, application. So let's just Um, touch on that for a minute. Um, In your sermon, you talked about being patient in two different types of circumstances, the moments of impatience that come and pass quickly, like in traffic or waiting in line at the grocery store. And um, then you also talked about being patient in season of suffering. So the breath prayer application that you gave us, um, I appreciated that application, even the challenge to write our own breath prayer um, would be really helpful in those moments of Um, impatience in those shorter moments of passing impatience like traffic or the grocery line and still um, also in the long-term suffering but what would you recommend to somebody um, in their walk with the Lord or in their prayer life when they are in an entire season of hardship and don't see that this is passing quickly and a breath prayer is a start but they need more What, what would you recommend to them
1: well I I I think you have to do it in community. I think uh, uh, you can't do it on your own. You have to be in community. Uh, We've been in a small group now at Faith Church for 14 years, and uh, that's where we really, where the rubber meets the road with our faith. Uh, We talk about the sermon, we study books together, but then we share what's going on in our lives together. You can't do that in a sanctuary with 200, 300, 400 people. You just can't do that. Uh, You know, we all tend to come to church and put on our happy faces and, well, how are you doing this morning? Well, I'm fine. And we we lie to each other because we're not doing fine. And so you really have to build that community in, and be able to share and and get that prayer support from others to come alongside you and walk with you in that. Of course, then I'm a firm believer, since I also have a counseling degree, is that, uh you need to get counsel sometimes you need to you need to if you're really struggling uh people ask me about if you're going through depression long-term depression i mean if you if you suffer a major loss in life a divorce uh some uh, die a death of a spouse or a child you know there's the stages of grief you're gonna go through the stages of grief you're gonna go through anger and bargaining and depression uh i always say if if a year later, if a person is still stuck, if I was working with a person uh, as a pastor or as a counselor if they're if they 're stuck then uh, th- we 're going to have to get do some work on that. We need to get in and talk to someone about that on a professional basis. Uh, it just helps to to process with someone else and 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 then sometimes, even if I feel the person is clinically depressed in other words it's It's turned into what we call endogenous depression, where the pressures have changed the chemical balances in the brain. And I'm going to be talking to someone about thinking about going on some medication for a while. Too bad in the church we look down upon that. I mean, I take high blood pressure medicine every day, and my sister takes thyroid medicine every day. Uh, We're not judged for that, but boy, if someone takes an antidepressant, you know, we kind of jump on them. And I I think that's a sign of strength because all you're really doing with that is replenishing the serotonin levels in the brain that have become depleted. I always ask people that are coming in that are really suffering or depressed, uh, are you getting any exercise? You know, are you you just sitting around or are you exercising? Because physical energy will Replenish those in your brain, and then I also ask you know are you are you ministering to anybody? Can we get you serving in some way that seems to help too so those would be some other ways i, I think the i mean me personally, the breath prayer has worked in both circumstances uh, in long term suffering and short term but uh, of course i 'm always going to be a proponent of spending time in the word, uh, and like I mentioned uh, yesterday we really have to depend on the Holy Spirit to give us the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. So the the real patience is only going to come through the Holy Spirit. So really asking him to really do that in your life, I think would be some ways I'd, I'd answer doing that.
0: Thank you so much, Bob. That's really helpful. I appreciate your time today and giving us a little bit more insight into your sermon on Sunday.
1: Okay, thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Cut for Time. If this conversation has blessed you in any way, we encourage you to consider sharing it with others. If you ever wish to submit questions to our pastors following their Sunday sermon, you can email your questions to podcast at faithliveitout.org, and we'll do our best to cover the question in the episode. We'll be back again next week. Thanks for listening.